Jerry McGreer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, a podcast where Gary and I cover a bunch of things related to the X-Men. We're currently covering the Avengers versus X-Men series, and we're back on the main book. Uh, a quick apologies to how weird I sound. I'm sick, and I'm struggling to get through this. I'm doing it for the listeners, Gary. That's what I'm... I'm, I'm mm-hmm. bleeding onto the floor for the listeners. This is my Jesus Christ moment. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus wept. Yes. <laughs> You're doing it. John 16. Yep. Uh, what 16? 316? Uh, dude, 16? I see people holding up those signs all the time, and I've just never... Every time I see it, it's holding up the sign at something dumb, and I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to know what it means. I don't want to look it up. I yeah. don't care. Because it, it's Is probably something like, related? underwear oh, should be too tight, or some shit like that, and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I just don't want to know. If, you, if your wife's slave detightens your underwear, she should get 60 lashings. Yeah, exactly. But if the slave apologizes, she should get... 55 Ooh! thanks bible thanks you thank you bible we appreciate that um yeah yeah, we're back in the main book gary and uh as we noted in the last episode we we've got some connective tissue that we're missing probably kind of around the edges uh where hope goes and where hope hope is 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 kind of weird but uh this is our main look at for the first time really at what our five phoenixed out x-men are gonna do um and i'm i'm kind of excited to get into this I'm I'm way into it. I love that we uh, we talked about this last week, last sessions, but of immediately leaving their perspective, you know. And there's also a little bit of a time jump. Like the last issue of the main series was them getting the powers, and now they're already at work, you know. And it's like the status quo. Uh, I think that's real cool. Um, and I like this issue a lot. It makes me really excited for like, you know, I I if if we weren't covering it for the show and it wouldn't mean just reading it three times, I would just read the rest of the, the main crossover. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like yeah. that would be, yeah, I, would, to do I, so. I would have already been done with this. Um, the only thing that stopped me yeah. from doing it while I was sick is that I started watching star Trek, the next generation, which I do not recommend to anybody unless you're on some sort of cold medicine because Jesus Christ, that is so <laughs> weird. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the star Trek. I love next generation very much. Uh, I would say about two out of every three episodes are pretty boring. Dude. It's, it's, um, um it's so weird because, you know, I'm looking at my phone during it because I'm not a fucking crazy person and I will look up and three minutes will have passed on the clock and they will be onto something just fucking totally different than what I thought was going to happen in the episode. And it just, it's so weird. <laughs> like, it's just so bizarre the way it's filmed and the way it's paced and everything. And it's also extremely horny, which I did not expect. It's horny in like a really chaste 12 year old writing fan fiction kind of way. Like it's like, it's it's so bizarre. Especially season one and two, it calms down with that stuff. Mm -hmm. But initially I I think that like when somebody was writing the notes of like what they wanted to take from the main star Trek, they were like, you know, sex appeal. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can't have Picard do it. So let's make everybody else get a little bit. It's almost like the the Phoenix force separated among Riker, Troy, Troy, Crusher and uh, Yara or whatever the security chief's name is. Um, Yeah. Tasha Yara. The, uh, in the second episode, she bones down with, with data. They get super, like they get a drunk disease and they just, data's like, Oh, I've been programmed to, with, to pleasure every type of woman. I'm fully functional. (laughs) What? He's, uh, he's, he's got, he's got Conolingus like on deck. Yeah. (laughs) He runs a sub team <laughs> of, of pussy eat dot bat and, uh, which um, clears out the memory so he, he leaves all of that like you know starship <laughs> code yeah. of conduct stuff behind defrag that ass yeah, yeah fuck yeah dude oh man uh, very <laughs> weird show to watch in 2021 it's very bizarre so uh we start off here we got cover with just the phoenix five yeah and we start off it says 10 days later yeah so it, it's this is this has been about two weeks 
uh, utopia, and we think it's going to be the normal utopia. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing as Professor Xavier is visiting in a very handsome scarf. Uh, Magneto is welcoming him. Uh, and it turns out this is not regular utopia. This is a gigantic floating sky city that they've built. Um, we get this great like splash of Magneto standing in front of these like, you know, floating pillars of cities. Yeah. Uh, super cool. I, uh, there's an undercurrent to this and I don't really, I don't know if they're going to get into it, but it just, and I don't know if I may be reading too much into this, but it seems like Magneto is just incredibly jealous not to be a super powerful cosmic <laughs> power mm. god in this. Like he's down, like he's he's here for the for, he's like on mission. But it just seems like every time he looks at one of these five, he's like, God damn it, that could have been me. <laughs> that, that's a great like. That, I wonder if they explore that at some point because I could like right now he's just along for it, right? Yeah. Like the contrast between him and and Xavier is being played up here, where like. This is mutants women winning, and he's just like, yeah, of course, you know, like, and there's this like poignant little bit where he's like, you know, it's pretty crazy. Like we used to think of these as our, as kids, and not only kids, we used to think of them as our kids, and look what they're doing. And Xavier is like, I still think of them that way, you know, uh, like it. It Xavier's not. He's fully on board with it. Yeah, and the idea of him developing this jealousy or just not taking like some part of him wanting the violent overthrow. Yeah that this avoided is a cool idea. Um, they, he specifically says like these, Magneto tells Charles after Charles says like, I still think of them as my kids. Like you, you absolutely shouldn't. Scott has changed. And they enter this like atrium thing. Uh, and Scott is just telepathically communicating to him. And this is really the first time that we see like his new visor. Um, and it, it, professor calls it out. It's like, you don't even need that anymore. Right. He's like, then why are you wearing it? And he says, well, you know, this this is the way that you know somebody taught me to see the world, and I don't want to lose that. Um, and Charles is like, yeah, that's yeah. that's not what I meant for about any of this. <laughs> like, you're this is not how any of this stuff is supposed to work. This whole scene is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I I love this so much. You know, he's like, this isn't what I taught you. He's like, I know it's better than what you taught me. You know, th- this is doing a good job of selling alien kind of scary Scott Summers here. Um, when he says it's better, we cut over to all the good works the rest of the Phoenix five are doing, Yep. um, like terraforming parts of the the planet that are, you know, difficult to live in. So we see these big farm fields in Africa. Um, we see, uh, you know, por- portions of the, the world getting water, um, getting free energy, things like that. Yeah. So just um, everybody like really putting in the work to make the world great. Um, yeah. Which and- is apparently the wrong thing to do, <laughs> which is not according to Marvel editorial at this time. Yeah, it's it's a really bizarre yeah. thing. Like, I, I could definitely see not trusting it, right? Um, but I just the the amount of like just straight up cynicism that the Phoenix Five are met with immediately, without having like really stepped mm-hmm. wrong at all. Like, the only thing they did was create a dope pad for themselves in the sky, feed the hungry, and provide energy to everyone. Like, <laughs> that's they've done pretty good. It it's a, I I was really happy that we get a a descending voice. Mm-hmm. that calls that out in this issue. Cause even at this point I was getting pretty frustrated with the response, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Charles says like, you know, this is, it's like cheating. Like it didn't cost you anything. And Cyclops is like, what are you talking about? Like we've been paying the price forever of this, you know, like this, is this, you know, we have been, we've lost our people. Like he, he could, he doesn't list these things out, but he could, you know, we, we got decimated. We almost, you know, we've been hunted by robots that were designed to kill us. Like, since I was a kid, robots have been programmed to come kill me. You know, this is the day that you long for. And I love this little bit. He's like, here's your dream, Charles. I've given it to you. 
also, just, you know, he's he's still Cyclops on the inside, at least a little bit. With just like a boomer ass fucking mentality that Charles Xavier has on this too is like oh well this just cost you nothing like I'm sorry I didn't walk uphill both ways Charles Xavier like I'm yeah. too busy saving the fucking shit? world yeah who cares if it costs nothing yeah. and I can just do this with free with free power essentially like it's still there like people still get to reap the benefits um and I you, and you mentioned this last episode I know they're gonna break bad I just like I've really tried to put myself in the moment as these things are happening and like how you would react to it if you saw it. And like, if I'm watching this on TV, I'm like fucking team X-Men <laughs> team Phoenix force. This is Dude, great. I would, I would start worshiping. the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I would become religious to them. Namor brought this point high speed internet to my rural community. I'm down. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Namor has saved more lives than like the polio vaccine in, in like two seconds. You know, why, why are the Avengers fighting them? Colossus yeah, got me a 2% like, well, interest rate on my student loans, Gary. I'm fucking down. <laughs> <laughs> College is free now. Thanks to, wait, it says here magic. Magic. I don't see right. What the fuck? <laughs> the demon woman gave us free college. Um, you know, I, the, the, all it made me want is for Bernie Sanders to get the Phoenix force. <laughs> um, can you imagine? Dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm once again asking uh. you. Oh my I'm once god! Again telling you, I, I I don't like. Uh, I, I think you agree with me on this. Like the the weird like political worship that some people get, um, like the squad or, or whatever. But like I genuinely yeah, yeah. like Bernie and I genuinely like AOC's politics uh, and the things they have to say. Mm-hmm. So like the idea of the Phoenix Squad or whatever is just very hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> Bernie just slashing student debt and providing health care to everybody, but like not better than anywhere else. Just the same level of our the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the. Uh... Uh, it's, it's really like, this, this is great. Like, uh, so far, like I'm, I'm super down and I love this, uh, next scene as well. So it's, we're 12 days out, two days later with iron fist saying, like reporting to captain America being like, yeah, we ran into the Phoenix five captain America is like, Oh, you know, did you, are you dead? You know, are you all right? He's like, actually we're way better. We went to deal with that Hydra thing and we ran into Zax, who is a living electricity villain who I wasn't familiar with, mm-hmm. who was going to kill the Avengers. And then Colossus showed up and he's, he thought that he fought them, but he talked to them in electricity. <laughs> this little scene of Colossus sitting on the ledge, so like good. speaking with and the word balloons of lightning bolts. That's so good. And convinced them to become a power grid for Eastern Europe. I mean, dude, that like, is amazing. Because Captain America is like, well, you know, I'm sure that he defeated the uh, the Legion of Electric Guys or whatever. But like, did you get any intel on them fighting? And I, <laughs> Iron Fist is like, well, did not do that at all, actually. <laughs> I have no idea what they said to one another. But, uh, and again, just goes to that like, oh, they're actually doing good works. Like, this this feels good. This is positive. He says, and, and Iron Fist is on for, board. He's like, you know, it worked out fine. And this just doesn't set right with Captain Captain America, you know, because because he's a boomer. He's walking away, repeating like uh, it worked out fine. You know, he's very suspicious, and I understand having caution around this. You know, but the the reaction is just ridiculous. You know, uh, when they get back, the rest of the uh, the Avengers are hanging out. So we have Beast, Black Panther, Iron Man, and Wolverine hanging out, and Captain America is gonna brief them. He's like, you know, they had a run with Colossus. And everyone, again, they think that he's like, they're going to kill him. It's like, oh, PD, you know, PD didn't. He's like, no, they're fine. Uh, the cheapest energy source on the planet is a supervillain now. You know, it's Zax. <laughs> uh, and this is what, this is when, you know, even this is when Beast starts to kind of brush up against this of, of like, you know, we've need a, we need a plan of action. And 
I think I'm sorry, this is Black Panther. He's like, for what? Like they haven't done anything wrong. Like they've literally like they're not committing any crimes here. Like it's fucking bizarre. Uh and well he also brings up has have any of us ever argued that Thor is too powerful to be trusted? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like they they do have a living god. He just the difference between Thor and the Phoenix Five is Thor doesn't provide clean drinking water to people. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, he just goes and punches Loki. <laughs> Like he doesn't even do that anymore. <laughs> now he just hangs out yeah. with Loki. <laughs> what is your point? Yeah, Thor? buddies. <laughs> it's it's weird. He raises the child Loki. It's you know he's he's not not terraforming deserts. Uh, Iron Man and Wolverine immediately start coming up with ways that they might be able to kill the X Men. And Beast at this point says like enough. Like what are we doing? Uh, and Wolverine's like, don't pretend like you don't know how this ends. Tank everything was dark. And he's like, do we do we even know that? We've seen no evidence of it. Like right now, people I've known my whole life are remaking the planet into a place that's tolerable that we can live in. And I'm sitting in a room with Earth's most mighty heroes trying to find a, pl- a plan to kill them. That's dumb. I'm yeah, out. I'm out. And You know, and yeah, it's great. I, I, this is great. Good, yeah. good moment. I love this moment yeah. of, of Hank just being able to look at this and go like, you guys are fucking like gross. Like this is, these people are doing these good works and all you're concerned about is the ability to to bring them down from it. Like this is just wrong. I, I'm really worried like the pacing of this event has been kind of crappy, you know, because I, I would really like a, like we're in the second act now, right? They got, they got, they got the powers and stuff. I would love a, a section where the Avengers actually have a schism as well because of this. Like you have your iron fist and beast and T'Challa who are like, these people are doing good shit. And then you have your old school soldiers who are like, we can't trust them. And that causing the schism, of the Avengers, but we know that doesn't happen because iron fist immediately just goes and starts training hope to become a dragon master to fight the Phoenix nonsense. Like we, we get out of the personal scale stuff immediately, you know, but this is a cool idea. Yeah. I like this a lot. Um, Yeah. Uh, We, Uh, we jump back to utopia where hope is hanging out. And if you listen to our last episode, like, you know, that hope is, it was in Kunlun. So we don't really understand any of that happens after this. Um, Like that, that certainly happens after this, after she gets kidnapped, Mm -hmm. but it's, it, it's weird. The order is definitely weird. Um, but Cyclops is like, she's just kind of looking out upon Utopia and Cyclops comes up and is like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't a prison. Like I've, as I've told you, you can leave it at any time. Um, and she, she says she wants to, but the Phoenix force is calling to her. Um, and Cyclops is like, Hey, if this was offered to you right now, this power incarnate, this infinite power, would you take it? And she says, yes. And he says, uh, but you turned it down. Like you, this was yours to take and you rejected it. So now I know that you don't deserve it. Um, and I would imagine yeah. it's weird how they draw hope in this stuff. Like right now she's very much teenage coded. Like she's got like a hoodie on mm-hmm. with like thick sneakers. And then sometimes they'll, they'll, you know, draw her as like a 27 year old woman. Um, so it's really difficult like to get buck a buck something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I would imagine like if, her whole life she's been told that she has a purpose that she's the savior of mankind and when that moment happens and you reject it and it and you just continually get rejected after that it's going to have some ramifications on your on your mental psyche yeah she she's rejecting it and this is this is the beginning of cyclops being actionably kind of shitty you know uh specifically to hope like it's now no longer about hope as a person it's about this power and stuff so we're seeing we're seeing him break bad uh, and it, it ends up being a thing where it's like, can you be a shitty person and still do these, these great works? You know, um, the, uh, the reason why she's sticking around is because the Phoenix force is still calling to her. Yes. You know, um, and, uh, Cyclops is like, we're going to do even more. 
with this yet. Like we have not even started. And then we get another montage of the, the Phoenix five destroying these weapons of war. Uh, and it's just inc- incredible looking. Awesome. Looking, like you yeah. get magic, like sitting casually on this tank as all these things are blowing up. I love Colossus uh, riding on all these missiles falling out of the sky. <laughs> it's so cool, dude. Uh, just yeah, bringing out all right of here, this all, Oliver Copiel is doing the art and it's just incredible. Yeah. It's, it's really awesome shit. Uh, Namor there. like pulling up battleships out of the sea um, with the fucking Phoenix wings coming out from behind him. Uh, it's so yep. fucking cool looking. I don't know how they resisted the urge not to have him have the little ankle wings be on fire too. Like I would not have been able to resist yeah. the urge. <laughs> like I would have had to do it. It's right there. Like why are you, why do you, why do I still have normal ankle wings? Like they're dumb. Like put them on fire make them yeah. 20% cooler, please. <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix shoes. Ain't got no Phoenix shoes. Mm. Uh, then we go to, we, we get to see that some of the Kunlun stuff, the problem really is Bendis. Because now that we have uh, Matt Fraction writing it, um, it's, it's cooler. Like we have Hamburger Man uh, comes in to talk to an old man to look at this book about like what happened last time. Phoenix showed up and the old man, this is automatically cooler. Like instead of a scrying pool, there's this old tome covered in cobwebs that he reads with a hand and eye in his palm. Yes. And stuff. It, it is a thousand times cooler instantly. Just immediately. <laughs> like you get to, like, yeah. you, you give me a book covered with spider webs in a dark room. I'm, I'm fucking here, Gary. Fuck a scrying mm-hmm. pool. Like, don't make me sit around. Like, I hate that scrying pool yeah. so much. Oh, dude. Um, it, basically, he, this is just him getting filled in with that backstory. Yes. Of the old Iron Fist fighting the Phoenix. And him saying, You're, you need to find the Iron Fist. Um, so they're putting that together. Uh, then we jump three days later to the White House where uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and T'Challa, the gay Black Panther, are uh, giving like an update on the Phoenix Five to the president, um, who is basically like, what... We, we need to figure something out. Like, we're talking about a $300 million facility that they just completely took over. I, you know, we, we need turn to turn into a school, turn into a school. We need, we need to figure this Those out. Those villains. Um, and, <laughs> and Iron Man is like, you know, it's gotten worse since the X-Men declared themselves and T'Challa interrupts. is like, I was there. They didn't declare themselves anything. They just gave the United Nations an ultimatum. Um, and we see this, we see, uh, Namor, Cyclops and <clears throat> Emma Frost go into the United Nations and saying like, we've done all of this. Uh, we've given you energy, we've given you food, we've given you water, but that's not enough. We can do more. And from this day forward, we're going to give you peace and peace and freedom from the aggression that has marked the darkest days of mankind. Basically, we we will declare no more war. Uh, and yep, Pax Utopia. Pax Utopia. And, you know, I'm sure Wakanda's looking at that going like, yeah, that was kind of our thing. <laughs> we, did, we did that for a long time, <laughs> dog. <laughs> but only a small part of the world. Yeah, but we still did it. <laughs> <laughs> it, we, 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 we did claim it first. We did call shotgun on world peace, but the, uh, you know, this is, again, this is portrayed as something kind of scary, but T'Challa it's so, uh, reading these older comics that came out before, uh, the black Panther movie. Like I read all of this in Chadwick Boseman's voice. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It makes me like it like quite a bit. Like I had no real feelings about the black Panther previous to that movie. And I still think that movie is maybe a little bit overrated. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's still a Marvel origin movie where Black Panther fights another version of Black Panther. It's a little bit silly that way. But I like this this version of him as being this compassionate, like not falling in for Avengers doc- doctrine. And he's like, you know, the president says, can they back up their demands? Like is immediately practical. And T'Challa dodges. He's like, maybe they can. But I do know for the first time, like 
people who had escaped to Wakanda from Ethiopia, you know, in Sudan are leaving and going back to their homes. You know, like this the outlawing this war and getting rid of these warlords, like it's having demonstrable effects. Um, it's real, you know. And then we get uh the uh I the you know, the the presidential centrism argument. You know, in spite of all our flaws, I believe mankind, we've made a history of forward progress. When the world works, it's because there's been some kind of accountability. Right now, the X-Men do not have that. What fucking universe do you live in, man? You know? Yeah. Like, like where is this accountability it's, that you're it's, talking about? People who are obsessed with the idea of modern democracy sometimes think this is true. And I just, I don't know, necessarily think that, like, a, any person would agree with that. Like... What like besides two word worlds, which devastated the entire world in a variety of different ways, mm-hmm. uh, you know what accountability has there been for really anybody? Um, and I, you know, mm-hmm. th- this this is an interesting argument, and I'm glad they're like zooming in on some of this stuff because uh, it is terrifying. Like the what if of what if Cyclops gets mad one day and just wipes I don't know like Finland off the map. Like we can't do anything against that. Um, but it's almost it's it's that interesting thing where if you think about all of the bad possibilities, you're almost manifesting those bad possibilities to happen. You're almost like bringing those to life uh, because I'm sure like I don't know if you've ever had a, an argument with a with a partner or with a friend or anything before where they 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 they're like, why are you so mad? And you're like, I'm not mad. And they're like, no, I can tell that you're really mad. And then you start getting mad at them thinking that you're mad. And yeah, I can, do you want me to be mad? Yeah. And I can totally see yeah. Cyclops going like, why the fuck? No, no, I'm not mad. <laughs> Just don't do war. That's all I said. Don't do war. Yeah. Now I'm pissed off and I'm going to destroy well, Finland. I don't know why I'm picking on Finland on this episode, but here we go. Um, the, the, the frustrating thing about this is that that argument always comes like, first of all, when you're like, Oh, that there's that accountability and stuff like that has value. At the same time, uh, thousands and hundreds of thousands of lives are being saved every moment. You know, that, that, that this, this plan is enacted. You're putting that principle up against real human lives or exactly as real as you are, you know, not dying. Like, it, like that kind of uh, forward push for like incrementalism is immensely privileged uh, and it undervalues actual experience. Like so, 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 so much, so much. And that's why like me and my lefty pinko friends and stuff feel like it's, it's basically a smoke screen for, you know, capitalism Yeah, that, that we have to do this, this kind of shit. Like he even says like, we have this like $30 million facility and he's upset that it's a school, like the money, the price tag is a big part of it. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. That was a war as- asset. Like I have, I have people, you know, uh, uh lobbyists that are going to be pissed off about this shit. Uh, it's just, it's very frustrating when somebody makes a statement like that and in the face of like a lot of people's lives just being made demonstrably better, mm-hmm. you know, that has value too. extremely like that. Yeah. That is more important than this principle. I, and it's, you know, and it's, I'm glad that they're, they're going through the motions. I'm, I'm, I'm very much with you that I think that this is going to end. Of course. I mean, we know that the X-Men are going to break bad. Like we know the for a fact that that's going to happen. Um, the Cyclops kills Professor Xavier. Exactly. Yeah. We, and probably does a lot worse, but leading up to that. So, uh, but yeah. I, Still, turns off in a Macy's. This is what I do. If I have the Phoenix Force. Just like, in, like, just invisibly, like, as an invisible mm. man situation. Are you in a specific Mm-mm. department? Like, Who what would is, stop me? What is it about the Macy's? No, I'm floating. Thing? Yeah, I know. I'm floating above like the menswear department. 
just like <laughs> like Pax Utopia, like just slowly cranking it. Oh man, I'm just gonna jizz all over this. I'm gonna jizz my Phoenix Force all over this flannel, and then I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. go, go bring water to the people or something. Sup from my seed, it will cure thy cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's Gary's that's Gary's astroturf moment <laughs> just jacking off in a Macy's Jesus Christ uh, and then we go to anyway I cut you off with that no 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 that's fine that's great uh, after that we go to uh, what looks like old adventures um, meeting mm-hmm. the, the, the Phoenix um, and I only say that because it's a green Hulk and it's like old style Iron Man and it's got the wasp and uh, we see the Phoenix like coming up to the Avengers and the Avengers being just destroyed, being decimated. And uh, <clears throat> it zooms out of the Phoenix like fire until it's in somebody's eye. And then we see a very, very sweaty Scarlet Witch saying, this is what comes next. Um, yeah, I'm with you that I'm so very curious how they're going to handle Scarlet Witch stuff in this comic. I'm really curious. I, I don't know why, like, like we're going to get to it. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, we switch to the Avengers dipshit plan, um, which is to kidnap Hope. Yeah, uh, they're they're real focused on this. We spend a couple page pages talking about how they're going to do this, um, what the plan is. You know, the idea is this is how they're going to learn about the Phoenix Force so they can fight it. Um, you know, we can't win; we can just get out. You know, uh, T'Challa ducks out. You know, Black Panther or uh, Black Widow's like everyone in this room's going, and he's like, "I'm not going." Yeah, like I'm head of state. Uh, this is going to appear as if Wakanda supports the action and we don't, you know, like this is, this isn't what we want to do. And there's not an argument here. Like no one tries to change his mind. They just go right back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because they are so know, focused their, on their plan on, on getting hope. Uh, I, I find they're a little, when they jump out of the plane and they've all got, well, Thor doesn't, but everybody that can't normally fly has little wings behind them. Mm-hmm. And Captain America, like put some more metal on his shield. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like he's got like maybe like a repulsor beam thing, like an Iron Man attachment to his shield, which feels very like <laughs> Ultimate Alliance <laughs> video gamey. It it also looks they look like uh, Fallout Four characters. I'm playing that for for work, and this looks like half the armor in Fallout Four. <laughs> um, the uh, so they dive, you know, they dive on onto there. Uh, they bust into the kids' ward, you know, um, and we get this awesome scene of Emma and Scott just as humans. Like Emma, uh, Scott is reading a book, doing a crossword puzzle or reading two books and doing a crossword puzzle with his mind. We're all reading without his visor. Uh, real great. Emma Frost just having uh, some wine and looking at Scott Summers, which yeah. is her normal behavior. Just day wine. <laughs> yeah. His pants are real low. Love it, dude. I mean, like you can kind of, you can kind of see his hip bones. Yeah. yeah he's got those gray sweatpants oh, on yeah. that the girls go crazy for. Yeah. I had that one time I told you I had that uh, delivery driver who was wearing his pants like that so much so that you saw open pube. Ooh. It was horrible. Yeah. It was just like, you're going to hand me food? Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. You could just take that back with you, my friend. Here's your tip. Yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> just, yeah. Never come back here. Here's a tip. Put on some fucking pants or shave your pubes. Like both would be acceptable. Either one. Just just, just don't come back here with food anymore. Um, I, I also want to point out how difficult the crossword puzzle Scott is doing, not which a, only has like eight black spaces. Not a lot of black spaces, dude. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very few black spaces for a crossword puzzle. Do you do a lot of crossword puzzles? Long words. Are you a crossword puzzle guy? Uh, I enjoy them from time to time, but I'm not steady with it. I got into them for a while, and then um, that Chris Remo dude on Twitter started, he has a YouTube channel mm-hmm. where he solves crossword puzzles. Uh, and I'd never thought that I would ever watch somebody 
do a crossword puzzle before, but like he, it's so weird because he just verbalizes all of his thoughts while he's doing it in a way that I don't think that I could actually, like he, he literally like talks himself through the entire puzzle and I just do that in my head and it's so weird to hear somebody do it out loud that I, I don't know, like I, I've watched like four or five of them and every single time I'm like, I don't want, hmm. this is so dorky. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh wow, he's finished. <laughs> that was so dorky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott stands up, you know, once, once Emma figures it out, uh, she's going to summon the X-Men and he stands up. I'll do it myself as his Phoenix costume starts like swirling into place on him. Um, and the Avengers again, kind of being shit heels. They walk in here. I love, uh, Thor just immediately punching one of the kids in the stomach. Yeah. Like, like I, I can't tell who that is. Oh, it's Gabriel. Like they say it, it's Gabriel. I yeah. mean, that dude's like super young. <laughs> like, he's a brand new X-Men. Yeah. Like I don't even know that he's fought an Avenger yet. Like he's done nothing. <laughs> This is your first experience with the Earth's mightiest heroes is to get punched in the stomach by Thor. Which really, uh, like, it goes back to that question you asked earlier, which is like, what is the point of Thor? <laughs> like, if you're just going to fly around and not yeah. hit Loki, like, what the fuck are we doing? It, he he gets her. Uh, Cyclops shows up and 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 uh, Emma Frost are on fire. I love this. Like, and I'm here, Logan. Your behavior is becoming embarrassing and just like <laughs> knocks them all back. Uh, you know, they're, they're saying like, oh, you know, I just want the girl. I just want the girl, uh, you know, and, and they're not going to give her up, you know, of course, um, iron fist feels this, like he feels the Phoenix force, his hands burn Mm -hmm. when this happens. Uh, this is going to be a subplot about the connection there. Um, I love this little bit here where, uh, Scott just gestures and takes off iron man's armor. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Thor says, you know, step aside, boy, or I'll tear open the sky. And he's like, you're threatening me with weather? weather? <laughs> uh, that's so good. So good. You know, I know Storm, uh, right? Villain Scott. <laughs> yeah. Villain Scott's incredible. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Thor, Thor uh, you know, winds up the hammer, uh, throws it down, and he just, I mean, Scott Summers just like, he doesn't catch it, uh, but he stops it mid, you know, mid-swing and just like fucking shoots him across the room. Um, but that's when Emma Frost starts freaking out and starts talking about chaos and Scarlet Witch appears um, and kind of like a shroud of magic along with hope uh, demanding that everybody stop uh, for the sake of all mankind because she has seen where this ends. Um, and she says that like she's there to get all of the Avengers uh, and well, as well as Hope who says that she wants to go. Scott tries to refuse this and and Hope is like, you told me I didn't. Have to, you told me I was a prisoner. Like I, you told me this was cool. And she, he's like, yeah, yeah. You, you can leave, but not with them. <laughs> like that's what that was a that was a kind of under not stated. It just tacitly understood, you know. Well, it's kind of, and again, this is supposed to be betraying him, like limiting her freedoms. But I don't think this this crossover. This is a big thing. Whenever uh, Marvel does a versus event, they don't do a good job of like balancing the sides to make them both seem reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, you know, I understand that the X-Men are the villains in this. He's, I think Scott has a point, uh, during this. And like, you know, just like, they're just going to use this to reverse engineer you to undo what we we're doing. Again, I cannot stress you enough. Millions of lives on the line. Like Captain America wants to kill me for providing clean water to people. I don't want to give him a way to do that. You know, like I kind of get it. It's, it's has the, the semi, like the, the, the tone the cadence of villainy here, but again, I kind of get it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, um, and it sets off the thing that, uh, Scarlet Witch doesn't want to have happen. Yes. 
because because they they leave, you know, and this sets uh, Scott to ruminating and just saying, and he's again, he's right. I know he's this is supposed to be scary. He's like, every time we get pushed into a corner, like they will just never stop trying to stop us. And he's, you know, and it ends with him picking up uh, Captain America's like burnt off helmet with the A and says no more Avengers. Uh, you know, and he's he's right. Yeah. Like we 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 can do infinite good. It doesn't matter what we do. The Avengers are always just going to try to stop us. You know, uh, and I know this is supposed to be, you know, scary, like, oh, we don't want the X-Men to kill the Avengers. They're in the scary red and black costumes. But again, they're right. They, they totally right. You know? Like, and if you look at the Avengers' actions in this issue, just by itself, like breaking into his school, just beating up some kids mm-hmm. with the effort, with the intent purpose of, or the absolute absolute purpose of stealing a child from her home, um, without you know, I mean, Scarlet Witch showed up and and Hope was like, okay, I don't want to go with them, I want to go with her, but at, at the same time, like she didn't. You know, they never asked permission for any of this stuff. Like, it, they're just a mm-hmm. terrorist squad at this point. And I don't blame S- Scott for this at all. And we've seen in the lead up to this event, like, we've seen Scott, like, really push back against the world, push back against the Avengers. Um, and I'm, I, I just, I really like this moment of him. Like, the No More Avengers thing is obviously like the No More Mutants thing. We're calling back to that. Uh, but, like, I just really like this decision of no matter what we do, like you said, this infinite good, we could do literally anything and they will always look for the bad in us. Um, and it, yep. like I said earlier, like it makes him do the bad that they expect to find. It, exactly. <clears throat> it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. It's so when this, this image that, that Scarlet Witch saw, like, I think that. The idea is Scott or the Phoenix people are going to travel through time and fight the original Avengers to make it so there were no Avengers, uh, is my guess, or try to. And that's going to be have problems because the Avengers saved the world a bunch of time. Uh, I can understand him just showing up and just putting the Avengers on in like the negative zone for a couple decades. Yeah. Time out, dude. You know? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you don't have to time travel. I'm just be like, hey, sorry. Like... We're, we're here, you know, feeding clothing and, and, and providing water and, and, you know, stability to the world. Uh, sorry that you, you, these American, like wealthy Americans don't like it. Yeah. You know, it's, it ends up being very frustrating. The politics of this, again, it, it feels more alien than like comics we've read from the eighties. Yeah, absolutely. 10 years ago was a weird fucking time. <laughs> it was, a, it was a weird uh, time. And especially like so much has changed in the last decade. Um, like I think you and I personally have probably gone through dramatic changes in our personal beliefs oh, yeah. in the last decade. And to look back at this and like tr- this trying to reflect some of that, uh, some of those, some of the time period is really, really weird. And like, it's, it's just very, it's not off putting, but like, it's just, it's just, you look at it like, Ooh, <laughs> you're like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. That's, I guess. All right. Like, let's, let's get into it. Um, but I, I, you know, Overall, I really, really enjoy this comic, and I'm really, I really like the fact that they are bringing up all of these, all of this stuff. Uh, I just have no faith whatsoever that it's going to come out the way that I want it to, which is the X Men fix the world and everybody's happily ever after. <laughs> so yeah, well, th- then comics end exactly. Yeah, you know, like there, there wouldn't be a story if that happens. I just think I wish that the Avengers were motivated by something other than, you know, humanity has done steady, slow good, and we don't want to risk that by doing fast, bigger good. You know, uh, I need more of Captain America's internal, like, it could be fine if he's making this decision and he's wrong. It's just weird that 90% of the Avengers are like, hell yeah, they're providing water. Let's take them out. You know? 
Exactly. Right? There, there should be more dissension in the ranks. I would love to have seen that. Yeah. And, and we still got tons uh, of issues to go. So, like, there's got to be room for that. Yes. I'm, I'm hoping we see it. So, um, Like I said, we're, we are in Act 2. Exactly. Like, Act yeah. 1 was them, the lead up to getting the powers. We are now in Act 2. Uh, things are going to change. Uh, if you like the show, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kick us some dollars. Please do. Appreciate that. Uh, no. If you can't do that, uh, you, ratings if, and reviews, uh, uh, t- tell your friends, tell your parents, mm-hmm. tell your cousins. We're probably big in the cousin industry. Let's mm-hmm. let's get let's get more cousins up in here, if you don't mind. Yeah, we have more cousins, cousin listeners per capita than radio lab. <laughs> then watch out for fire boss. <laughs> yeah, the, this is the podcast for cousins. Your cousin, you came to the right place. <laughs> um, anyway, that sounds so dirty. It sounds really dirty, doesn't like, it? It sounds so gross. Uh, yeah. Like cousins.com sounds like a porn site to me. It absolutely does. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with Kissing Cousins, number four. <laughs> <laughs> cousin versus cousin versus. Ooh.